All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Nation Network presents Coming In Hot. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hey, everybody. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Brent Wallace alongside uh, Jason York and Bobby Ryan on Coming In Hot. Uh, As a reminder, always to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And, uh, boys, lots to talk about. But I decided to mix things up today. Knowing that you, well, don't read the rundown anyway, I haven't printed off anything. I haven't emailed you anything. We are flying by the seat of our pants today. That's the way like it should that. be, Wally. That's the way it should be. It's a podcast. So, <laughs> as, hey, Yorkie, I could only speak for myself. It was nice to wake up this morning and not have a nerd report in my email. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Three. <laughs> just Wally, wow. come on. That's, it's way better this way. No, this us. is going. Just, yeah, no, okay, fair enough. I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to get our sponsors in now before I get in trouble later. Is uh, This show is always held together uh, loosely, I should say, by Renfrew Pro Tape. Go to RenfrewPro.com. Uh, do all your shopping for your tape online there. Uh, they have it all, including chin pad tape, which they helped invent, and they are the industry standard when it comes to hockey tape. Uh, Renfrew Pro, the brand-new website. Go check them out, RenfrewPro.com. Uh, they are gladly trying to sponsor this show today. Uh, boys, let's start right now. A uh, big win for the Sens, Wade Redden and all that stuff. But Tim Stutzla leaves the game. You two both have played. You know if a player is running down the tunnel or walking very briskly, it's not a very good sign for Tim Stutzla. Uh, Bobby, that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the internet doctor and say that looks like another shoulder injury. It does. The only other possibility I, ha- I, I have in my mind is right there is that possibly – 
the tricep or the elbow, you know, kind of thing there. But it, it, it looks like a classic shoulder injury and not a good one because you hope that it's just a burner and in a couple of days it's it's yeah. fine. But uh, this has the feel of something a little more long term. Yeah, that's that, that's a shoulder for sure, guys. 99% sure. And yeah, hopefully the different grades, the grade one, two, or three, hopefully it's the least severe where you're only a, a couple weeks because, man, they, they cannot afford to lose another center with Norris, now Stutzel out of the lineup. They did a nice job last night uh, when Timmy went out of the game. Man, they they, they played well. But it was the Ducks, but still, you can, you got to beat the teams in front of you. But this is a guy, they, man, Bobby, they they can't afford to lose this guy right now. But I, I'm with you. That, that's a shoulder for sure. Yeah, I mean, if whatever. you go down, okay. I was I'm just going to say, if you go you down uh, two of your top centers with shoulder injuries, like that's they have, they've had terrible luck down the middle of the ice with shoulder injuries. Shane Pinto, Colin White recently, and then obviously Josh Norris and Tim's like that's that's a crazy. I'll call it a statistic for lack of better terms. Yeah, yeah, pure dumb luck, um, and and yeah. pure dumb bad, I guess in this sense. But I don't know. It, the chances of making the playoffs just drop dramatically if he's going to miss any set period of time. That that much is obvious. But what were they? They were rocking at eight percent, and it goes to what four or five in in you know the category of mathematics. I don't know. But uh, all that being said, it's just he's a young player, so you don't want to see him like have a have a shoulder injury that could be severe that lingers for a long period of time. Absolutely. Uh, and DJ Smith said they will try to update uh, Wednesday. I guess obviously more doctors looking at it to see how that's going to go for their testing. So we'll find out perhaps tomorrow. Also, Tyler Mott, uh, he left the game as well. We'll get an update on him probably as Wednesday. They had an optional skate today, right? so there wasn't much coming out of there. Um, moving on to the win. Uh, we'll get to Redden in a sec, but the win was huge for Ottawa. Their first shutout of the season, the first shutout for Cam Talbot as an Ottawa senator. Uh, in a perfect, I guess, when you honor one of the best defensemen to ever play for the Ottawa Senators, you get the shutout. That seems to be the fitting end of that. Uh, Alex Dabrinkit with a pair of goals, so maybe we could not pick on him so much. He's got a six-game point streak going. Uh, Yorkie, I'll start with you. Did you like the game? Well, hey, were there. If I was there, and if anybody was listening to the show, uh, I'm going to do the old Barry Horowitz here. We gave the lock of the week. <laughs> Throw some cash <laughs> down on the sends. We said it yesterday. If there was a if there was a layup in the season where you're gonna bet a game, it was last night. Uh, sitting in the box with a lot of the former guys, we watched that game, and I, I can't believe how bad the Ducks are. Full marks for the Senators. They they played well. They came out and they just took it to the poor Duckies. They just they don't have anything over there. Uh, now they're gonna stroll into Toronto and just get their lunch handed to them, but. No, I a lot to like about the Senators. A lot to like. I like that, Bobby. I like that new power play unit. When Stutzler was out of the lineup, oh, having yeah. Claude line up back there, and the I, I, Kachuk takes the face off on his strong side, but get the puck into Drew's hands as quick as possible. Then that nice little seamer over to Debrinket. I really like the look of that power play. That that's something that caught my eye when Stutzler was out of the lineup and. The uh, secondary scoring, Kelly finally gets a gets a goal this year, and um, it was a good game. They, they they played hard. A lot of good things happened. Uh, like I said, the Ducks aren't good, but still, hey, on any given night, anybody can beat anybody. So full marks to Ottawa, but yeah, Debrinket was good. But I really like Giroux playing with uh, on Ottawa's top uh, power play. I, I think he really brings something to that. 
Yeah, I agree. What a play on the first goal of the Brink at, um the seam pass, just the patience to get to, to just continuously get lower to kind of create the seam wasn't there the whole way down, um, you know, based on what I saw in the replay. So he created that seam by being patient and, and allowing it to open up. And, uh, you know, that ready to righty connection might not be a bad thing for a little while. And it certainly, you know, give the brink out a chance to have some one timers and um, agree. The unit looked good. The team, uh, the boys look good, but again, I'm just so bad. It's hard to say, but you never critique a W the next day. Uh, no. You give it to him, move on, and then, uh, yeah, see who's coming next, right? Exactly, exactly. If, if I come in, if I come into the locker room after a W and ask you questions about how bad the other team was, you'd be all over me. Now you've completely flipped. <laughs> I'm in the true. media now, man. I'm in the media now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I changed cards. Um, hey, the funniest <laughs> thing last night, the, fu the funniest thing last night, I'm up in the box, and it was great. Uh, McGratton was up there. Denny VL, man, this guy, best belly laugh in hockey. But you know what was funny? And being a hockey dad, and Bob, you'll get this when your kids get older, it never changes whether your kid's in Pee Wee or Adam, the NHL. Batherson's dad was up there. What a beauty. Norm Batherson, he's up in the box watching the game. We started chatting, and... Every time Drake's on the ice, he's just gone. Oh, you can just see him. He's just tensed up watching it. And I'm like, yeah, your kid's in the NHL, man. It's time to relax. Like, he's here. He's playing yeah. great. But yeah. every single time he gets the puck, it's, you can just see the intensity. So it's funny. It it, uh, it never changes, no matter if your kid, like I said, whatever age he is. But, hey, Bath is in another good game again. I know we talked to him the other yeah. day, guys. I, I, I thought he uh, – that's about five games now where he's really starting to feel that nice little uh, little one-toucher on the power play on that entry yeah. takes the pass yep. and just lets it go. Um, yeah, he's he's starting to really feel it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they got they have a few guys tracking in the right direction, I would say, or trending, whatever, which way you want to put it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it just kind of deflates the whole night when you get your number one center at this point in the season going down, right? And that's the, that's the downside of the W. But, um, yeah, Drake, I, I watched – I actually specifically watched him and I, I thought he made a number of good tight areas uh, space plays last night and um, and, and the brink got the brink cat got going a little bit I, we you know you got that fluky goal in Nashville and then things kind of turn around and um, yeah I, you hope hope it continues for him that's that's three goals in the last two games seven points in the last six uh, can we cut him some slack a little I think he still gets to 30 goals he's at nine uh, what have they got? Fifty games? Well, I guess not even. I, I think he gets there. I think he gets thirty. Yeah, yeah I, I think convince he does. either yeah. one of you to yeah. join me. Yeah. I already no, told I'm you he's going to get. Yeah. yeah. I already, Bobby. Yeah. I told you. I don't want to be the told you guy. That sounds pretty cocky. But I, my prediction was. <laughs> well, that's twice now already in the show. I told you. Hey, the bet's the bet. When you call a bet and it comes through, although I didn't get my bet in on time. We got to start doing that. The the lock of the week would be uh, something to bring to the show here. But I I think he's going to uh, get thirty January and nice nice because come on there's a lot of knowledge between at least two of us here as far as who's going to win and lose these games. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, he'll get he'll get thirty. Bobby Bobby's a goal scorer. He said the other day, these guys go in streaks. They come in bunches, and it looks like the brick is starting to feel it right now. And nobody, I'll just set the record here. I think Dubrincic's a really good player. I just think he makes too much money. That's the only thing with me. It's it's nine million bucks, 
And uh, no disrespect to the player. It's just for me, long-term, where does he fit? But that'll all work itself out. In time and due time, they control the asset. He's a restricted free agent. The best thing for the Ottawa Senators and the player right now is he's scoring again because that's going to help all yeah. parties involved. All right. Uh, I want to move on to Reds uh, and the ceremony for Red. And you talked about guys who were there. I'm, I didn't know Brian McGratton was showing up, and I saw Antoine Vermette there. Oh. Uh, Denny Vial, who is, by the way, Drake Batherson's uh, uncle, if anybody didn't know that. Um, there's, I heard, like, there's a ton of former players that I wasn't expecting. Uh, how was Gratz doing, by the way? Awesome, awesome. I'll tell you, the most fired-up guy in the box was my son, Matthew. Because he loves tough guys and guys that used to drop the gloves. And he goes, I can't believe how bad. I know I was big, but not that big. Big Earn is a big human being, eh, Bobby? Like, he's massive when got the big full hawk going. So he was there. He's doing great. Uh, Pai Deleem, Antoine Vermette. Uh, Todd Whitey came in later. He had to scout. So he scouted the game for Columbus and came in after. Um who else was there? Obviously, Reds. Uh, Philly was there. Chris Neal. Uh, Redden's whole family. He brought a big clan up with him from Kelowna as well. All kinds of people. His three daughters. Uh, no, it was just, it, it was fantastic. Andre Waugh had a nice message. Um, I know I'm leaving some guys out here. Okay, wait. It wasn't. Was it nice or was it uh, entertaining? It was both. It was both. You can have nice and entertaining. <laughs> he, you know what he did? He, 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 he did. He, he was pretending that somebody was talking to him, and he was turning back, and he's like, "What the hell?" He goes, "I'm trying to do something right now." And he was talking to the and, and the people in the stands were just cracking up. It was like he was doing a comedy skit for you know Andre. Is he was just uh, he was great, but uh, no, a, a lot of a lot of former guys and Red Reds was touched. Um, I know you said he did the starting lineup and all that, but just. It, the Sens are just doing things right now. They're, they're, they're doing things that need to be done to, to bring back the fan base. And last night, there was just a lot of nostalgia in the air, and uh, it was good. There was some electricity back in the building, which was nice to see. You know, it's funny. I got a, I got a quick Grot story. Uh, he came in on a – I think he came in on a PTO and then might have signed with uh, the, our minor league team one year in Anaheim. I can't remember if he stuck around or not. But he came in on a PTO and sat um, directly next to me. And on the other side of me was a wall. So I had the corner stall and he was next to me. And that was always for a call up. You know, they kind of put the call ups around veteran guys or whatever. Um, but he came in and sat down and he just always smelled like like grizzly wintergreen. Um, but the, you were right. He was, he was such a he's such a big human being that I, I was like, I would, I would go in my stall and I'm like, Oh my God, man! I I have no room. Would you? Are you riding a Harley? What are you sitting on over there? <laughs> I, it's just, you know, I'm just hugged up against the wall, trying to get away from this guy because I'm like, you know, you, you're, you're gonna call the border patrol. That's what we used to call the middle zone, right? right in between the stall with that line. Like, you're like, you're over the border. Get off. <laughs> so, and he sat down, had the legs out all the time, and just a big chewing and. Uh, I really enjoyed getting to know him. I, I I never got to really play with him for an extended period, but uh, what like what yeah. an entertaining guy. Bobby, we were we were having a poll inside the box of who had the biggest melon. It was tough though. We had we had we had Denny VL at his extra sized cranium. Then we had Neeler, who was he's got a massive pumpkin. Then Big Earn, big head as well. So there wasn't a lot of space in that box. A lot of guys with huge domes in there. <laughs> hey, what is it? Hey. Just a bunch of guys wearing salad bowls for helmets. <laughs> oh yeah, 
<laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Danny Vial, all he did last night, just oh man, the loudest laugh in hockey. What a what a beauty he is, the dancing bear. Oh, po I posted a fight of him There's earlier, guys. I don't know if you I don't know if you saw it. His fight with Marty McSorley. One of the best fights you'll ever see. I threw it on that Twitter about uh, half an hour ago. Unbelievable scrap. Nice. He nice. Could I'll fight. check it out. Ottawa was blessed. Ottawa had a, a few, like, Brian McGratton, Denny Fiel, Dennis, Dennis Bonvey, uh, and I'm going to miss some guys, but Rob Ray was another guy. Like, they had some ultimate fighters that dressed for this hockey club at one point or another. Zenon Kanopko yeah. was another one. He used to love to throw around. Yeah, Konopka was tough. Entree, he wasn't yes. that big. He, he wasn't that big either, Konopka. What was he, six feet maybe? Maybe no. six feet? Yeah, yeah he was smaller than me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so did, what did Reds have to say? Uh, and clearly a touching job. I mean, they did a really good job. It's nice to see. Uh, unfortunately, they, I think they did a better job of him going in the ring of honor than Alfie or Philly with their jersey retirements. But um, – they just they did a really nice job, and it's nice to see Gord there as obvious uh, his dad. But uh, Red seemed pretty touched by this whole thing. He was he, he was really touched, and um, just one more name we forgot, guys, and I can't believe you left this one out before we go into Reds. Just got a text, Matt Karkner. Hey, Bobby, talk about good fighters. Oh, Matt big, Karkner, big boy. Yeah. <laughs> can't, yeah. can't can't yeah. can't leave him out. Can't leave him out. Uh, especially for Sens fans. Remember what he did to Brian Boyle in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, no, with, with Reds, uh, the moment he walked in, we had a little private room downstairs, and everybody was kind of waiting in there. And when Reds came in, he was just, oh, my God. And you could see it kind of hit him. He's And the funniest thing he said later in the night, because there were so many people there for him, he goes, "I feels like I'm getting married again. It's like my wedding. i got to talk to this guy, that guy. People are coming at you from all areas. And it's, it's true, though. It's like the whole night was about him, which was awesome. Uh, his daughter's got those beautiful jackets. His Danica, his wife, was there. Another real uh, classy thing to do was uh, Mike Felino was there as well, just representing Nick, who had played with Reds. And, and Mike is uh, related to Reds' his wife, Danica. Mike was there. He's Mike Felino is such a classy guy, man. Just uh, and, mm. and you wonder why Nick. You wonder why Nick is the way he is, right? Um, just just a great human the whole being. family so, the whole family just wonderful people um and it was reds had friends from uh he had tony who used to own capones was there luke rushford who owns um another good friend of Reds. so there was friends there was family players and uh some of his neighbors from Kelowna too like the thing with reds is he's a big he's a big family guy and he's all about friends and just a he's just a great he's a great dude and uh no, he uh, great suit as well. I think he could still play too. Look at him; he's freaking looks like he's a million bucks. Um, <laughs> hasn't hasn't aged a day, um, but he was really it was emotional for him. He he was touched. It was uh, I, I it was it was one of those things where you could tell it meant a lot to him that he was being honored and all of this was for him because uh, he's a guy that's a very humble guy. But he was uh, you know it it really meant a lot to him. That that much I can tell you for sure. Uh, nice stuff. So we'll see who gets to go back or who goes in next because this will be fun to watch as we get to see older players show up. By the way, I've tried to get Gratz on the show. So, Yorkie, if uh, you can reach out to him and get him on the show, that'd be great. He ignored me. 
Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that seems to be a trend every, every with once you in a while. Guys, for some... Every <laughs> once in a while, there's one or two. Um, you two didn't say no, so now you're part of the show. Uh, by the way, someone asked, uh, I think, Dan, um, do you guys think that uh, someone should have had to have fought after Timmy got hurt on the hit? Uh, should there have been some kind of response? Yorkie? No, no, man. I, this is one of my biggest pet peeves is like, I mean, it, was it a clean hit? Yeah. I mean, there was nothing wrong with the hit. I, I've always hated when somebody gets hit and there's an immediate fight and then there's a two, five and a 10. I just, you're, you're just putting a team on a power play and maybe there's a point later in the game where you have a conversation, but it's one of the worst things in hockey. If like if somebody and this, I'm not saying he did this here. This is just a battle for a puck that ended up poorly for Tim. But when somebody has their head down and gets hit, that's a hockey play and hockey plays happen. You don't need a response after every single thing, especially when it takes away from the flow. Like if you have a flow of the game that's going well and in your favor, don't mess it up. Just let it be and mm -hmm. um, and address the hit later when you're up three to nothing if you really, really need to. But uh, no, you, you can't respond to every hit with a fight. And, and I'm a traditionalist. I think fighting absolutely belongs in the game. I think it absolutely has a place, but not, you know, not on a circumstance like this. It just doesn't make sense to me. We actually had a pretty good laugh in the box last night. I, I said to Danny VL, who's, I don't know how many career fights he has. I go, Danny, what do you think of the fighting in today's uh, NHL about every time guys? He's like, ah, don't get me started on guys that are hitting after or fighting after their hits. And he goes, and if you're going to go in there, don't go in there like this and say, hey, don't you do that. Don't you touch him. That's my teammate. Um, yeah. But don't. Bobby totally uh I can't sorry the Denny imitation imitation wasn't great but uh I totally agree with you <laughs> totally agree with you and look what's happening it's it's becoming a little bit of an epidemic the other night I was uh it was wood for New Jersey skates right across the Nolly ice I don't know if you guys saw that head completely Roman down and just just gets smoked and totally clean hit and then just last night I think it was was last night or a couple games Kadri actually skates into Suzuki's shoulder and goes down and everyone goes nuts. It's like, guys, keep your head up. If a guy targets somebody or maliciously tries to take some out, hey, go after that guy. Or if your star player gets targeted, I'll 100%. But it's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous, these stupid fights yeah. after every single hit. But, yep. And and he did, I mean, Gleason, uh, or Leeson did get a interference penalty on the play so he is in the box for lack of better term they do score on it but i it just didn't seem like a malicious hit as you say so i i'm i'm just happy that there wasn't some kind of melee i i'm just not a big fan of the whole just because you got hit you need to have a response i'd like just to see if you're going to go through the middle of the ice like uh wood did <laughs> you're going to end up getting drilled and that's just what's going to happen the same one with uh in boston uh was there not? Oh, now I can't think of who it is, but I'll come to me later in the show and I'll just yell out a name. Um, anyway, um, moving on. Because uh, that's what I get to do when I control the show. Is uh, So, like, Ottawa now seems to be playing better. I understand they beat Anaheim, and so we'll gauge that a little. But are we? do we feel any better that they're now – there's more wins starting to pile up. I know they're not going any further in the standings, but we're seeing them maybe compete at a higher level. Is that fair? They're starting to feel good about themselves. 
I, yeah. I, I, hey, all you can do, all you can do as a team, as a player, as a coach, is take the take what's in front of you. And and I like I like their mindset right now. I like DJ's message to the team after he comes in. And I, I, I honestly, I I don't think the players are thinking any more than that. They're not thinking, oh God, we got to win these many games if we want to get back in. They're just thinking about the next game. Enjoy enjoy that win last night. Um, nice thing too, guys. And this was a nice touch. Um, just to go back for Reds for a sec. After that win, this is what I like with DJ. He told a bunch of the guys, make sure you go upstairs and mm. and and say hi and say hi to Reds and congratulate them. Bunch of the guys came up to Club Red after, and it was really good. They were sitting there chatting with Reds, and you could tell by these guys' body language they, they were happy they won. But hey, it's it's another win, uh, it's another day, and and you move on. You're happy you won, and then, but uh, to your point, Wally, yeah, it's. The mood does feel different. It does feel different. There's more confidence. They're a little more sure of themselves. And with a one, a young team like this, every time they win, every time they do something well, they create some muscle memory, some mental memory of what it takes to win. And it just takes more and more reps to get used to that, of the little things you did in those games to help you win that game. And that's, and that's how young guys get better. Uh, and, that's how, and we're seeing that happen. It's just how quick is it going to happen? How consistently is it going to happen for the Ottawa Senators? But like I said, you can just look in the present, and for the present right now, they're playing some pretty good hockey. Yeah, bang on. I'm not even going to add anything because it was a great answer. Well done. Well done, Yorkie. Thank you, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Going back to Reds, because I forgot this earlier, is have either one of you been to uh, a Jersey retirement or I guess like a Reds-type ceremony that really – stood out for you and i'll take out the alfie one or the phillips one uh yorkie um have either one of you been to i guess i'll say different outside of ottawa while you're thinking um, i i I did scott stevens um scott stevens was the first time i'd ever done a jersey retirement and i don't follow scott stevens obviously because he plays in new jersey but it was one of the coolest things i'd ever covered and i still remember to this day of you could feel the emotion from the players like ken danico and guys that were there it was it was really cool to, and I've never forgotten what it's like to go to a jersey retirement because you feel of what it meant to that player to that organization and to those fans to see that guy one more time. I'll say not a jersey retirement, but Gretzky's last game in Canada. It was played in Ottawa, and it just during the game. Here's how funny it was: when Gretz had the puck, nobody wanted to hit him, nobody wanted to touch him. I remember going in the corner against him, and I got to hit him. I'm like, just grab him. Careful, Gretz, I'm coming. Look out here. And I just got a bear hug and let, let him go because, you know, here's the legend of the game. No one wants to hurt Gretzky in the last time you play against him. Nobody wants to be that asshole that does that. So that was a really that, that was such a cool game. And he knew it, too. Like Gretz was handing out sticks the whole game after after this period. Here's a stick. Stick for you. That was cool because you you were a part of history, you were a part of a game that Gretzky was never going to play in Canada again. So that that was cool. Nothing was retired, but Gretz was going to be retired himself uh, a game later. So that would be probably the coolest, I guess, similar type game that I've been involved in. Yeah, I'll put it this way: I've been through four or five of them, and I don't remember any of them. So um, none that really hit <laughs> home for me. Um, I, I, but I know that I've been out there on the bench for a few. I specifically Alfie and Phillies. I was, um, I was standing on the sidelines, kind of waiting, watching, and things like that. But um, no, nothing. And and I feel like I like I saw a big player or two as well. And I, I still, 
yeah, I have no idea. So none, no real, no, no real memory like, of that. I wish I had. Actually, I wish I paid more attention. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, you really just just coached it through. Um, did, you, was I it mean, weird you, for you, you know with me, Alfred? You know me for ten years. You yeah, go ahead. Room, I just kind of go about my business. I, you know, whatever's going on, going on, and, yep. and I don't, yeah much attention to what's going on outside outside the walls uh but i can't remember yeah i can't remember any of them that's very interesting now well, the, well, well, because well, you were wally well yeah. this is how guys in nhl roll though guys and i laugh about this now that i've been out of the game for so long when you are playing in the nhl you are told where to be when to be there yep. and that's you just worry about yourself like Unfortunately, when you're a hockey player, you're a very selfish person because all you do is <laughs> think about yourself, and that's you got to be that way if you want to survive because it's a it's a tough business, man. So you finish your career and you're like, man, I I really probably would have should have done a few more things, paid attention a little bit more because it's gone like that. But to Bobby's, I remember it's the same way. You just you're just you're so fortunate to be there. You don't want to fuck things up. You want to keep doing what you're doing, do your routine, and you don't worry about things. You don't pay attention during ceremonies because you don't want to get out of your routine because you think you'll do something wrong and then you'll start playing badly. So I don't know about you, Bobby. That's how I was. I just, you're just, yeah. it's, yep. it's, it's such, there's so much pressure, right? 100%. Yep. Back to well, you, Wally. In fact, I'll, <laughs> I'll add to that. It's funny you say that, Yorkie, because... Like when I would do world championships or the Olympics, like and be gone for three to four weeks or longer, um, you become selfish. It's all about you. It's like, when do I have to be at an event? When do I have to do this or do that? And Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And meanwhile, everybody at home has got their own routine. And so you become completely selfish of yourself when you're on the road, obviously. I would come home and, my, and it took me a little bit. Finally, my wife said, 
when you come back, you you mess up the entire system that we've got. And so, like, they were like, you know, you got to assimilate back into the family here because you're 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 just screwing stuff up. And so I I finally I, I clued into me after a while of how much uh, you become selfish and dependent on just yourself when you're gone for a long period of time. You do. Yeah, you do. And then, yeah, you're very true, especially after kids and your wife is running things and yep. they have a routine and you come home and you're, you're just, yeah, they mess with your routine when you're home on the, you know, for extended periods as well. Yes. And they're, you know, they're in your way, but when you're gone, they get into such a rhythm. Uh, I couldn't agree more. So I, I always did my best. I'm like, just tell me where, to, when to be, how to do it. And, and I'll go about it. <laughs> yeah, I, It's so true. Yeah, and that's why I have the rundown for you guys and time and give you times as best I can because you're just naturally, um, I guess, wired to just know, tell me when I'll be there. I'll do it. I just need to know when. So, yeah, I appreciate how that all plays out. Uh, all right. Um, people keep asking in the chat about making trades if Timmy's gone for a while. We've all <laughs> talked about the D. Uh so I don't know. I want to bring up Nikita Zaitsev. So I'm going to try and get back to these trades for a sec. But Nikita Zaitsev's now played a few games, and we've not said a word about his play. And in fact, last night he played the third most minutes on the blue line. Uh, are we now okay to say, hey, Nikita Zaitsev's an NHL player, and we are glad to have him on the blue line, uh, Yorkie? I watched him closely last night again, threw one to the net. Good things are starting to happen for him. He gets a tip in front of the net. He plays hard too. I'll say this about Zaitsev. Yeah. He never short he never shortchanges anyone on effort, compete, battling in front of the net, in the corners. I he's a guy that fights the puck from time to time, but when he just keeps it simple and he's actually pretty good chemistry with Shabbat and now that Zaitsev's kind of playing steady well hey surprise surprise look how well Thomas Shabbat's playing right now probably his best yeah. hockey of the season and he's playing with Zaitsev who people wanted to ship out of town so nobody guys are going to have stretches where they don't play well unfortunately for Zaitsev I'm not going to defend how he played earlier because he didn't play very well but right now he's doing his job so I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with what's going on right now I wouldn't I wouldn't Unless something came across my desk, if I'm Dorian, that says, "Man, I got to make this deal," uh, I would he would do it. But I wouldn't mess with Shabbat right now. The way he's playing, he's he is playing some great hockey, and I would leave it alone. Yeah, I would agree. And I think if we're if we're being honest, I think that whatever trade came for Nikita Zaitsev, Pierre's taking right um, just for the cap hit, for the room, for I mean, yeah, right. That's that's where we're at. But um, I liked this game last night a lot. Um, I hate it. I absolutely hate it going against Z in practice because you are right. That guy battles every single possession, every single drill, and you're like, oh, crazy. It's January. Like, relax. You know, <laughs> it's the middle of January. We got. We're just at the halfway point, pal. Like, you know, come off of it a little bit in the corner because he's coming in with the stick. He was always a. He's, the guy's a freak of nature, uh, strength wise, and um, I, I. I think he. You know. We can't defend some of the things he did earlier in the year and the way that things went for him. But at the same time, he's a very serviceable plug-and-play defenseman. And I think people yeah. lost sight of that because there was such an and, – and there were, you know, the things with the Instagram and all that kind of stuff. It all – it amplified everything. Uh, I would just like to see him, you know, you know, take some time, play play your game, and, and let, let the dust settle and continue to play. That's, that's, you know, the only thing I would say to Z if I was in the room with him. 
And so there is an argument of, and like people like me who sit on the outside who have never played the game going, well, he's not an NHL player. So I'm going to go to both of you who've one's a defenseman and one's his former teammate. I, uh, is Nikita Zaitsev an NHL player on a blue line? Do you know who he plays with? Bobby? He plays exact. Sorry. Uh, just quick um, here. You know who he plays with? Bobby, you know who he plays a lot like? That defenseman that yeah. was in Edmonton that's in that's in uh he's in he's in uh, seattle right now he was the guy that was traded oh. for taylor hall uh, what's his name he plays just like adam larson they're the same player they just they they don't handle the yeah. puck well they're hard to play against the defensive defenseman so uh yeah that, that's that's who he reminds me of yeah and and to your to your point wally yes he is he's just not a 4.5 million dollar defenseman he's a 750 you know five six seven at this point and i think think he knows that but um anybody with a large contract that isn't playing up to it can tell you <laughs> it's it sucks <laughs> <laughs> i don't it doesn't it suck it doesn't suck that it doesn't suck that bad it never sucked on the 15th and the 30th pal <laughs> yeah i know that <laughs> it's, not, uh, it's not sucking like, right now either yeah and you've brought this up uh, a couple times does does the weight of a contract matter um, cause you're going to get the money. Uh, and I know like, obviously you want to have 30 goals every season, but does it really matter? Does it really affect your play? Oh, I, yes, I, I think it does. Um, and maybe not, maybe not dramatically, but I think it does. It weighs on your mind. And then it never helped that people around you in the media, you and everybody else yeah. had to ask me questions about it all the time. Right. If it was just left alone and I didn't have to hear about it, fine. That's great. I can deal with that. But when you're when you're consistent, and I was, you know, I mean, while you interviewed me for you know seven eight years, you can. I always answered the bell and did those things. But it never it was never easy. And then you think about it all the time after, for sure. It's interesting you say that because the only reason we asked you was because you would answer it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But that's the other thing is if you if you're a player that hides from it you're going to ask more because you everybody wants a quote right so i just i always thought the best thing was to be candid and be open about it and that i mean yep. and you know sometimes that gets you in trouble for sure as a player but um you know i was never very i didn't really well, care too much if the, the gm came and said i shouldn't have said that i was like well then you know don't have me do interviews it's not gonna change my day <laughs> that's what and care. so we always appreciated <laughs> we always appreciated how candid you were so i think that we would probably take some off the question. So if it was, I don't know, like Alexi Yashin or something, I'm not going to probably be as easy on my question to him as I were to you, because I know you'll actually answer the question and you know, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Um, but there yeah. are other players around the league that were miserable to deal with. And so there wouldn't be a lot of slack cut, which is why I always appreciated when you came out to chat was that we got to just ask you honest questions and you gave us the answer. And sometimes I felt bad asking, because it always seemed not always fair, but you always answered it. So I don't know whether I'm apologizing yeah. or just telling you how it was on our end, but I appreciated <laughs> it. I don't, there was only one media person that I couldn't stand. And, and, and it was the guy that carried his own camera and his own thing. He was the only guy that just, <laughs> you know, that was just the worst. I know who just you're talking like, about. And everybody was like, he's the <laughs> nicest guy ever outside of the walls of this room. But when he came in, he came in for violence every single time. And I remember I was talking to Brian Morris a few times. I was like, Brian, you better stand close. You better stand real close because 
I'm going to get peppered with questions by Wally, Ian, you know, Sly, all the guys that, and Don Brennan was around a lot. Those guys I can deal with because they're, they're generally good guys and they're honest and, and they ask questions in a roundabout, nice way. But this guy did not. And, uh, and I remember it was my first year there and I was like talking about the extension and he caught me outside and I had just been instructed not to give an interview about the contract extension. And he's like, how do you feel about putting the team at odds and, and starting off on the wrong foot with the team? And just shoved this thing in my mouth and I got all my gear and at the center flex and I was like, go away. Just leave me alone, man. Like, I, I'll deal with you after. But I was just now told not to do this. And he just followed me to the car. I was like, what is wrong with this guy? Bobby, I love I love the imitation. You got the camera. He has the camera up and like this. He has it right now. <laughs> How do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah. See, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I got a tough time. I got a tough time relating to this, guys, because I was always underpaid. So I, I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you, Wally. <laughs> right. You also didn't talk to us very often, but um, that, so the reporters, Dan Sagan from CBC, and one of my all time things I remember the most, and you talked right about under the bus, how the he pepper people. Right under the bus, yeah. eh, Wally? Right, right under the bus. Wait a sec. He came in. So do you remember the Robin Leonard? Uh, no, it wasn't, sorry, not Robin Leonard. It was the Ray Emery road rage, the road rage incident on the highway and, he after this old man right that all this stuff that came in the newspaper like two days later dan came into the locker room and it may not be two maybe three or four i don't know whatever but it was very soon after he goes uh he was asking all the players what car do you drive and why and so he goes to ray and you know what he's a brace he could be a brace he's like what car do you drive and why why and i thought ray was gonna lose his mind and he he was gonna take him out like <laughs> He was, he was the white Hummer. He's like, why are you asking me? I, I don't want to answer this question. Anyway, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. He would always be like, where are the missing funds? That's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, camera. But he is, he's a very Follow nice guy. Bobby. This is the new, the new. Yeah. <laughs> he is a good, hey, Bobby, good golfer too. Dad's a great golfer. Actually, yeah. Golfer from a Canada. Yeah. You'd like him. Uh, regardless of yeah. Wally throwing under the bus, he's a pretty good guy. He's a pretty good guy. I've heard that. I've heard nothing. Nobody but watches good things our about show. <laughs> um, <and> you... <laughs> Who other? What other media guy? Oh no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, you what were. Other I media guys, you dude? always being. <laughs> well, there. Yeah, Robin Leonard and, and Ray Emery didn't like a few guys. I know that there was there was going to be fisticuffs oh. a couple times. Um, oh. Yeah. Is there, you, yeah, you weren't a big media guy, Yorkie, that I remember, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's been so long. You're wrong. I, no, I was, I was always, I would just sit there and uh, I, I was, uh, I would answer the questions and uh, did a ton of interviews. Just, no, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of controversy or stuff going on back then. The problem was, if guys did anything, there was no way of people finding out because that was right. pre, uh, pre-taking pictures and, and and videos and if anything happened yeah. you could sweep you could sweep things under the carpet before they got out so it was it was uh, <laughs> there are no ubers was, back then <laughs> it was simpler yeah. simpler times bobby very simpler times we we just I, had to dude, focus on I, hockey questions man did i ever yeah. dodge a bullet on that one because tierney texted me and was like hey you want to come to dinner with us with us and i was like you know what man i, th I think i just need like a me night i did room service i hung out and I avoided that dinner because I would have been in that cab and I would have been, I, you know, I would have been public enemy number one once the boys got started. Oh, so I, I, oh. I dodged it out. <laughs> that, that, there would have been daggers hey. coming all, all. You would have been great in that Uber. I would have loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can, 
So can you talk to me about this, this incident and what it was like when it came out? So when it, it, when it came out, it was like, um, we were getting ready to play Tampa Bay. So it wasn't like it was a, you know, an easy game. And you, Pierre came in and was like, Dutchie, right? And gives him one of these and a couple other guys. And we're like, what's going on? And first we were like, oh no, did somebody get traded? What is happening? Um, and then all of a sudden I, I walk into the locker room. I look over at Dezingle, who's one of my, you know, my best friends in hockey. And he's like, brother, are we playing with nine guys tonight? What's happening? Like, <laughs> because we were just, I mean, nobody was in the room. And then you know how the clock starts and it says 40 Yorkie and you're looking at it and now it's at 30 nobody's in the room 25 nobody's <laughs> in the room they, they all come flooding in and i looked at chris tierney and he goes oh buddy we pushed the button <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i was like what's going on and then he's like we can't say anything we can't say anything let's just go warm up and we'll talk about this but it, like the entire night you come in between period, you come in after warm up, and you're like, is somebody going to tell us anything? Like, what is happening? And it was just, it was quiet. And then it, it kind of came out and um, Marty Raymond handed it, handled it just absolutely incredibly well um, with the way he came in and addressed the team. And then same with Pierre. And, and it, it, I, I'll give the coaching staff a lot of credit for the way they handled it later. But um, yeah, that was a, that was a hell of a night. We're just sitting around wondering what's going on and, and nobody's talking about anything. And I think, I feel like we might've gone out and played a really good game as a team, which is really, really crazy. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy Wally, because when to Bobby's point, when hockey guys are, and I know this was all when this happened, everybody talked about it. When conversations are in private, so much shit gets said and nothing is, is offside sure. because you're amongst your friends and it's the same thing coaches do it like i was coaching junior hockey when when coaches are in their in their locker room and they're talking about guys are for dinner it's the same thing it's the same thing for people that are working in a business and that's it's a, that was just a really unfortunate situation of guys and uh man it was not that was that was an everyday life in the nhl that happens all the time all the time so it was it was it was uh yeah Mar I, I heard the same thing though probably i heard marty Raymond was awesome and he handled it uh unbelievably he did uh and it happens at all levels of hockey to be honest, like or and i'm gonna say all levels of sport everybody's gonna complain about the coaches one way or another unless you're i don't know wayne gretzky or something um bobby can you tell me what marty said <sighs> i guess in a nutshell because i can't remember exactly how we how it went but he said he, i mean he, he basically said i don't care right i don't care other than the fact that this was a major, what, what, the, what do you say? A major invasion of your guys's privacy. So he, he basically said, you have every right to say these things. It's an invasion of your privacy that it got out. He did not care about it. He just wanted to go about, about the game. Um, came in the next day. I know the boys sat down with them one-on-one -on -one or individual or a group to talk to them and apologize for it. Um, and then they did it a little bit in the media too, because ultimately you can feel a certain way about a coaching you know, a coaching strategy or a coaching, whatever it might be, but you can't, I think every one of those guys would tell you what a good person Marty Raymond is. And, uh, he, yeah, like I said, he, he basically swept it under the rug, said, I don't care. I don't think his feelings were hurt by, based on the way he was. I'm sure he felt a certain way about it in private, but the way he did it publicly, I, I certainly commend him for. Interesting. Yeah. And I never knew that he had addressed the team. I do know, uh, they were about to open the locker room. I think the next day, to the media and to have wides or dutchy answer the question 
and Brian Morris uh, kept the – he went, and as soon as he vote to open them, he got a text, I think, or a call from Melnick and said, do not discuss this as we are discussing lawsuits. <laughs> so they oh, – yeah. for like three days, they couldn't discuss the topic, and so it just – it dragged on and dragged on, and that was one of the problems of no one was around to answer questions, and so we had to keep trying to probe and get some answers. But yeah. A wild time. I, like, so did you think, or at that point, that this was going to cost guys their spots on this roster, that they were going to be moved out? 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think we all thought yeah, that yeah. in the room. Um, you know, there was a couple, like, Formy was in the back and basically said nothing, right? Um, but I think if you look around at the other guys, like, there, I mean, there were a few guys in there that were extremely expendable. If you look at the grand picture of where the Sens are, the the grand scheme, yeah. in the in the Tierneys and and um, at that point, Wides was the first to go. I think after that, um, yeah. maybe for me because he had gotten sent back to juniors at that point. But yeah, any time. And it's funny because everybody in coaching and management, I think they'll tell you we don't look at those things. We just look at this. But I've been in a situation where a bunch of guys went out in Nashville um, my rookie year. I I was not one of them. Um, my roommate was. Uh, they all came home night before a game and we were on pregame skate the next day and Randy Carlisle addressed the group and said, this is the first time I can ever say this about this group that I can smell it. I can smell it. And it came out, we, we handled it internally, but all, everybody, but one of those guys was gone within months. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Well, yeah, it's, it's one thing, it's one thing for guys to talk about behind closed doors, but when you, and when you embarrass the brand, the organization, that that's when it gets out and you almost force the hand because you're waiting for something to happen. And that that's what usually happens when, when it gets out, it becomes public. So yeah, no, a hundred percent something you, you knew, you knew all those guys in Uber would eventually be gone because that's just that's, the way it is. Yeah. Well, it's the way it is. I, I remember my roommate came home that night and ordered a hot fudge Sunday at two thirty in the morning, and was just burying a Sunday <laughs> in bed at three the night before the bed. And I'm just like, you know, I woke up, looked at the clock, I was like, oh okay, went back to bed. Here, room service for a Sunday coming. I was like, what is going on? Would you give up? That's Nashville for you. You're gonna boys. give up that you name? You can't even start. <laughs> What's, you want the you want the name, Wally? You want the name? The Sunday? Yeah, name, I want the Sunday. The, I want the name. Who? who I never like it Kyle, Kyle Turris. Yeah, but he was a cheesecake guy, so it can't be Kyle Turris. But yeah, okay. Oh. And the only guy in that in oh, that Uber oh, that I thought was un yeah. This was not with the Sens. Ah, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, my apologies. The only guy I thought in the Uber that that wasn't going to get moved was Shabby, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was like, yeah, he would, and he didn't really say anything. I think he was kind of uncomfortable with it. But anyway, uh, interesting topic because I, I would, it was a wild time. It was, uh, that's one of the, the craziest, I don't know if crazy is the word, stories that I've had to cover about how do I handle this? Because if I go after the players, then I can't, and if I go back in the room, you guys are going to shut me down. So, I got to try to ask you guys to answer the questions without trying to come over the top. And so that it right. became an interesting thing of trying to cover of being, I don't know if respectful is the term of trying to do the, that job and still not have you guys completely hate everybody. Cause that's an issue. Um, if we're going to say something on camera or on the radio or anything, we need to be able to go back in the room the next day and talk to you guys about it. 
Right. And people right. forget that yeah. sometimes where they're like, well, why don't you just tell him he sucks? Well, I think that yeah. <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, last thing is uh, uh, on this date, uh, 2017, uh, it you guys are playing um, the New York Rangers in your midst of a five-game losing streak, but you snap it against the Rangers on a Bobby Ryan opening the scoring goal. Uh, then you assisted on a, I think, a power play goal, and you guys win. And then you go on to play the outdoor game, the next game. Uh, will that rank somewhere high in the memories of the outdoor game? The out here in Ottawa? Yeah. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. It was so, it was so <laughs> goddamn cold, Wally. Um, it was cold. That it was freezing it was, cold. I mean, it, it was because I had played in the outdoor game in Vancouver, um, which was not bad at all. But this was, and then we were skating towards the wind twice. So the first and the third going that way. Um, and I'll never forget, Dutchie came off one shift and he's like, I can't stay out for more than 20 seconds because the seats had heaters. And guys, I mean, your hands were so cold that guys were sitting on their hands with the heater and you're like burning the hair on your hands um, just to try and stay warm. And I remember Guy Boucher came down one time and he's like, hey, you boys ready to go? And I looked at him, I said, not a fucking chance. I just got off the ice and my, <laughs> I was like, I'm out. I was like, your toes were so cold. Um, the experience is great, but I'll just, I'll never forget. You're just straight out thinking about taking a five minute fighting major just to go sit in the box and warm up, right? <laughs> it was, it was it was absolutely brutal. Uh, that 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 was it the was game at Lansdowne. That was at Lansdowne, right, Wally? Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. And then I we had the uh, the game at Parliament Hill for the alumni guys, and it was friggin' cold. And they had a heat. They had heaters on the bench, and I sat too close to the heater, and my jersey started burning because <laughs> I had to freezing. <laughs> uh, that was a good yeah. time, Wally. You, Wally, you have good memories of outdoor games, don't you? Great memories of outdoor I've, games. I, oh, your house? No. Is that the one you're talking about? Asking some very point, uh, oh, important questions. Yeah. That's that outdoor, outdoor game, game, by the way, probably yeah, probably ended my career, that outdoor game. Um, <laughs> that's when uh, I may have asked some questions to someone who didn't take it kindly. Um, I got to do the first one, which was... Uh, the first winter classic was Crosby in Buffalo. That one was pretty cool. Uh, nice. I think I've done four, but that that Vancouver one was terrible. Oh, I, it was, it was so, horrible. There was no atmosphere. It was warm. Yeah. There was no outdoor game whatsoever. It was just in a big building. And that that one was built on a platform that genuine. Like when you were, the ice felt hollow, right? So every everything felt different, and you genuinely felt like you were going to fall through the ice skating on it. Um, and I remember because it was kind of the, it was raining a little bit or the weather was bad. So they had the doors yeah. up top, like halfway open, halfway closed. And the glare that the glare was so much worse when they opened it like a quarter of the way. So we're like, just open the whole thing up and we'll all deal with it. But um, yeah, that wasn't a good experience at all. Uh, other than going to the Roxy afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's the game that uh, ended. Uh, well, basically Roberto Luongo's stay in Vancouver. Yeah. When they benched him. Yeah, it is. Eddie Lack. We uh, uh um, Roxy, yeah, quickly before the, yeah. one more oh, here, here. Yeah, go ahead, Yorkie. The Roxy, I'll tell you one night, we set a record inside the Roxy for most teams in the Roxy <laughs> at one time. 
it was a crossover of three teams. So I was playing for Detroit. So our whole team was in there. The Vancouver Canucks uh, were the team we were playing, but the road team was in there a day early. Uh, I think it was at the time Phoenix. So we had three teams inside the Roxy, roughly 60 guys. It was unbelievable. Um, I heard guys don't go there anymore, though. I, I heard it's not a thing anymore. I no. heard the Roxy's, uh, it's done. No, it's really? it switched around a little bit. Yeah, the old salts still go. Like me, me and Zach Smith would find our way there by ourselves. And nice, maybe, maybe nice. A couple other guys, but... Um, but yeah, it's it's a younger crowd down in Yale Town now. Well, the, the younger uh, crowd in the NHL. So they go down to uh, Yale Town and do the, uh, I think it's called like Parlor and Joey's? a couple other places. I don't, no. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I never, I never really, I never went, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. Oh, I did the 2010 Vancouver games. Yeah, that I really enjoyed Yale. Oh, uh, man, that, was that was a good time. I was there there I, a good time. Yeah. Well, well i used to circle when the schedule came out because i was always the guy that organized a rookie dinner i would immediately see when the uh vancouver game was going to be and i'd highlight it and make sure we were there for three days and we'd always try and have our rookie dinner in vancouver because it was uh it was unbelievable it, okay so i gotta write down What's that noise? <laughs> i someone, i don't uh, taking over our podcast here maybe maybe alex has got some gremlins all right so we'll quickly then uh hang on um i've got a couple of sponsors to get in here uh bei as always is a major sponsor of our show bonisher excavating inc uh go to bonisher excavating inc.com uh they are helping to shape the ottawa valley they are uh the leaders in the renfrew in the ottawa valley i should say um give them a call 613-432-1120 they're looking to hire also uh, please slow down in construction zones, especially during winter. Uh, and finally, on uh, with our friends at Renfrew Pro Tape, if you go to their Instagram account uh, for the next 12 days, they're giving away free stuff on contests. So you just got to join them. I think today they're giving away a free pair of Eagle gloves. Uh, so go to uh, Renfrew Pro on Instagram and give them a follow and enter to win. Um, all right. Uh, we got to get out of here. So uh, my half hour planned show ended up being a full hour. So I'll <laughs> try to get a rundown next time. <laughs> did you like, did you prefer oh. the no rundown show? I loved it, man. It was great. It was, it was, uh, it was organic. It was organic. I guess the best way to, to describe it Wally. get some stories in. Okay. Can't wait till we get our betting segment in though. I'm excited for that. Very excited. <laughs> it's coming in January. Yeah, I got it. I got to start enforcing the 45 minute rule here a little bit more. I got to get a better agent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Noted. Uh, we'll see yeah. you next time, everybody. Take care. Thanks for watching. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.